Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. 46 in Reston, Bethesda 47, National Mall 48, and down to the upper 30s overnight. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, the Washington Commanders have locked in a new head coach. He's coming here from the Dallas Cowboys. WTOP's continuing coverage of the start of the Dan Quinn era, including insight from the Cowboys' play-by-play man. Other news, the plan to build a casino in Tyson's. That has hit a snag tonight. Has some extra money been found to keep Metro running and doing so without massive cuts and without closing stations. Two women at their wit's end are searching for help. I'm Scott Gelman. Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift, the biggest celebrity couple right now, is it even eclipsing NFL coverage? It's 9 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. The atmospheric river moving down California's coast has prompted San Diego officials to call for a voluntary evacuation in low-lying areas. This resident we saying... We can only hope for the best, you know, expect the worst. And no matter how much work they do, all it is is we're hoping that they're doing the right work in the right places, you know. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson says a second atmospheric river will hit the West Coast starting this atmospheric weekend. Atmospheric rivers are what we like to call rivers of water in the sky. So when we talk about having, you know, the amount of water that's in 25,000 Mississippi rivers, it's a fire hose of moisture aimed directly at the Golden State. It begins Saturday night, Sunday morning, and it doesn't let up for most of the week. The U.S. is poised to wage a series of airstrikes against Iranian-backed militias in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for a drone hit in Jordan that killed three American soldiers. Military consultant Jeff McCausland. The administration apparently wants to go in where the targets can be identified visually and not go in at night or with heavy cloud cover that might obscure the targets. There's a clear desire to avoid collateral damage and civilian casualties. Jennifer Crumley, the mother of the Oxford, Michigan school shooter, testifies at her involuntary manslaughter trial that her husband was responsible for the guns in their home. I just didn't feel comfortable being in charge of that. It was more his thing, so I let him handle that. I didn't feel comfortable putting the lock thing on it. Her husband goes on trial next month. Their son is serving a life sentence without parole for killing four fellow students. A California teenager is being charged as an adult for a swatting incident at a mosque in Florida. CBS's Jeff Pagase. Investigators say the 17-year-old California resident has been calling in numerous disturbing and fake threats. Last May, he allegedly threatened a mosque in Seminole County, Florida, adding gunfire in the background. He's allegedly targeted Washington State, Texas, Florida, and Maryland at times, including hate messages denigrating race, religion, and sexual orientation aimed at mosques and historically black colleges and universities. Court documents even point to Philly and swatting FBI facilities and say he was likely to threaten senators and the Supreme Court. Relatives of the victims of the deadliest shooting in Maine's history are imploring an independent commission to prevent such a thing from ever happening again. Family members of the seven people who died testified. I no longer feel safe. I lock every door. I install cameras at my home. When I go out, I carry a firearm. I always look over my shoulder and I flinch at loud sounds. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast. From the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
103 here on WTOP on this Thursday night, February 1st, 2024. Reston at 46 degrees and down to the 30s later. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. The Washington Commanders finally have a new coach. They were the last NFL team this offseason to hire one, and they've gone inside the NFC East division to grab him. The Washington Commanders have picked Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to be the new head coach. And while fans are not very excited, the ones we spoke with, Quinn does come highly recommended from his former team there in Dallas. They hired him after they had the statistically, historically, worst defensive year that they'd had in the history of the franchise. And he came in with a definite idea, a philosophy. He got players to buy into it. Sometimes it's a little unconventional in terms of the way he uses personnel. That is the kind of football mind he has and the kind of buy-in that he gets from his players. That's Cowboys play-by-play voice Brad Sham. He joined us earlier here on WTOP. But we mentioned those, shall we say, slightly unruly fans. They uh, were at Tommy Joe's Sports Bar in Bethesda where our own Mike Marillo caught up with them. What do they think of the decision to bring in Quinn? They say not much. It's like we brought Ron in again. Just a different guy, different name from our biggest rival, like... It's not a smart idea. No head coach has ever had more second-half losses than this guy that we're picking from Dallas. It's probably an inside job. So the Dallas Cowboys connection is rubbing some people the wrong way. Plus, during Quinn's time as a head coach, he got to the Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons, took a big lead over Tom Brady and the Patriots, and then you were probably watching it all faded away. The Pats came all the way back to win that Super Bowl. Well, stay with us for more reporting and reaction on the new coach, at 25 and 55 with Rob Woodfork in sports. New tonight here on WTOP, a plan to build a casino at the site of an empty car dealership in Tyson's has hit a stumbling block. Fairfax now reports a bill that would allow the county to hold a referendum on placing that casino along Route 7 has been tabled until next year. A Virginia Senate subcommittee voted to continue Senate Bill 675 until the year 2025, so a more in-depth analysis of the potential casino can be done. Turning to local transportation all across the region, a big development tonight for Metro as it faces a huge budget deficit this year. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser writes in a letter to Metro's board, the district can provide up to $200 million in additional funding to help close the gap. Bowser says, along with proposed contributions from Maryland and Virginia, the money should be enough to let Metro avoid any drastic service cuts. But she says Metro must do its part, too, including reviewing staffing levels, cutting administrative costs, and freezing new capital projects. The letter was co-signed by D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson and Council Member Charles Allen, who heads the Council's Transportation Committee. Metro GM Randy Clark he is posting on X tonight a thanks to the D.C. leaders. He says the financial commitment will help prevent Metro from falling off a fiscal cliff. 906, an apartment building in southwest D.C. is now the focus of a new lawsuit filed by the D.C. Attorney General. The suit filed against the company that manages the building says it did nothing to protect two black women 
who said they were harassed by a white man who also lived there. The lawsuit says the man drove by one of the women in the building's parking garage, made a gun gesture with his hand, and pointed it toward her in July of 2020. The same month, Alicia Lendon with the D.C. Attorney General's office says... And another woman, he attempted to run over with his car and then spat in her face. And this was right in the middle of the COVID pandemic. The AG is suing UDR, the company that manages the building, for violating the D.C. Human Rights Act. The lawsuit accuses the property manager of doing nothing after the women reported the incidents. One of the women asked to be moved to a different unit. They never offered her any sort of comparable unit that she could move into. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. A girl was stabbed during a fight at a middle school in Montgomery County a few hours ago. Montgomery County police say just before 2 p.m. they were called to Benjamin Banneker Middle School in Burtonsville. Both girls involved in the fight were taken to the hospital for minor injuries. Montgomery County School says the weapon was a box cutter. The fight led to a shelter-in-place order at the school, and then students were then sent home on a staggered schedule. Still ahead here on WTOP, where in the world Apple tech sales are strong and where uh, across the globe they're struggling. Stay with us tonight on WTOP. This is John from 2060 Digital, and our partners are asking, what will be the most significant transfer digital marketing in 2024? With a growing number of tools and privacy policies, digital advertising is becoming more complex. It's critical to tie your marketing spend to business results. To prepare for the new year, review your website analytics, ads platforms, and internal systems to ensure they work together to provide a clear ROI. For more questions and tips, visit us at 2060digital.com slash DC. Now it's 9.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP, Bob Imler is in the traffic center. Northbound on Wisconsin Avenue at 410. Now you get by single file to the right past the fire department activity around the gas leak. So now some traffic does get by without delay at this hour. Northbound on Wisconsin Avenue headed past East West Highway. Single file to the right. Southbound all travel lanes are open. Northbound Georgia Avenue down to a single lane after Forest Glen Road north of the Beltway. That for emergency utility work. In the district on 16th Street, that is closed both ways, roughly between Upshur Street and Varnum. That is for police activity and an investigation. And in Virginia, 395 and 95 each running pretty well. Prince William Parkway westbound at Hillendale Drive, a crash there. Getting by that under police direction. And on 66, all is quiet both ways. The WTOP Traffic Studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. You can finance 60 months now with no money down, not a cent out of pocket. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Next, it's Veronica Johnson. She is 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. Mostly cloudy skies here this evening. Overnight, turning overcast with some spotty light showers with your next weather maker. It's after midnight up until about 7 a.m., your highest chance of rain. But again, very spotty showers coming our way. Temperatures will start out 36 to 42 degrees Friday morning. We'll have an afternoon between 45 and 49 degrees with a little bit of sunshine coming late day and breezy, too with winds gusting out of the north at 20 to 25 miles per hour. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. At the wharf in D.C., we're at 48 in National Harbor, 47, Sterling, 47 degrees, dropping to the upper 30s overnight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news now, 10 and 40 past the hour. 
Let's go to Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Apple is seeing its first sales growth in a year, up 2%. Even iPhone revenue beat expectations by at least a billion dollars. But it's showing weakness in China. Its sales there dropped 13% last quarter. Meta Platforms had billed last year as a year of efficiency as it cut thousands of jobs. Amazon bought into that too, cutting about 35,000 positions. Both are seeing big success. Amazon saw online store sales rise 9%. It's also launching now an AI-powered shopping assistant called Rufus. It'll help you comparison shop. Some other tech companies have already rolled out AI to help you do that. Meta grew its number of average daily Facebook users to more than 2.1 billion, and it's offering its first-ever dividend and buying back shares. A lot of this confirmed Wall Street's hopes. Investors sent the stock averages higher by 1 to 1 and a third percent. The Dow rose 370, the Nasdaq 198, the S&P 61. From the Bloomberg Newsroom. I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. We've got all the Asia-Pacific markets rallying tonight. South Korea's Kospi, for example, is up nearly 2%. Coming up here on WTOP, these two might be in the spotlight 24-7. But what do we actually know about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship? We'll go live to the Washington Post. Stay with us at 9-12. Ciao. I'm Gian Andrea Noseda, the music director of the National Symphony Orchestra. We are stepping up the drama at our next concert, and I'd love for you to feel all the power and passion with us. Sublime star power and cinematic bliss await at the Kennedy Center. February 7th through 9th in the concert hall, three-time Grammy Award-winning violinist Hilary Hahn returns to perform the lush, glittering violin concerto by film score legend Eric Wolfgang Korngold, evoking Viennese romance and old Hollywood glamour Korngold's music is an entire movie of emotions in one glorious masterpiece. Then, brace yourself for Beethoven's Immortal Symphony No. 3, Eroica, conducted by John Andrea Nozeda. Written following the composer's discovery he was going deaf, Eroica is a radical ode to freedom, bursting with raw, thunderous surprise. Don't miss Hilary Hahn, Nozeda, and the NSO at the Kennedy Center before they embark on their European tour. Tickets at nationalsymphony.org. Coming up a little later this half hour. How there's a street fight in Cheverly over the redevelopment of the hospital. I'm John Dome in 913. I'm still going for it, even with higher stroke risk from atrial fibrillation and a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem. Over a three-year study, Eliquis Apixaban tablets reduce stroke risk better than warfarin. And over 97% of Eliquis patients did not experience a stroke. A first stroke occurred in 2.9% of warfarin patients versus 2.3% of Eliquis patients. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without asking your doctor. It may increase your stroke risk. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding, unusual bruising, or tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. Medications such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners may increase bleeding risk. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. 914. You've heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You could enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. Are you a veteran, active-duty military, or already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. 
Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 914, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks so much for being with us. We have all watched the love story between pop superstar Taylor Swift and Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey seemingly unfold right before our eyes. While the couple is making headlines practically every hour, they've been able to keep the details of their relationship under wraps. Let's go live tonight to Washington Post entertainment reporter Emily Yar, who has taken a very close look at this. Welcome, Emily. Good to talk to you again. What do we know so far about the relationship? One thing I picked up on early is that the two said that they got together out of public sight many months ago or weeks ago and only went public more recently. Recently. Is that one of the key revelations that you've learned? Yes. So we really only know exactly what both Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have very carefully told told everyone. Um, at this point, we do know that um, he got her attention in late July of last year when he talked about her on his podcast that he hosts with his brother, Jason Kelsey. Um, after that, he said there was someone playing Cupid um, in her world that you know, flagged that for her, you know, and kind of connected them. And um, yeah, she she's confirmed that um, in the one interview she did. So it seems like based on things they've said, they've started dating um, probably around mid to late August, um, which was about a month before anyone else knew. Tell me, uh, as, as journalists, what we have a right to ask and what we have a right to know and, and, <laughs> and what we don't. In other words, what are the, the burning questions you'd like to know that are not yet answered? Um, no, that's a, a really good question. Um, I think, uh, yeah, in, in the piece I uh, that published today, I, you know, talked to fans about the same thing because, um, you know, Taylor's whole thing is that she feels like everybody's best friend. That's sort of how she's built her career um, on being so relatable. And Travis is very similar. Um, so people are just curious. You know, it feels like they're friends of yours almost that are dating and you and you want to know everything just because, but they're also, you know, two superstars. So, you know, I think it'd be interesting. I'm very interested in the logistics of sort of how things work um, because I know that there have been times um, when they've been out and, and not, and no one's taken a picture and, you know, other times they do sort of get caught by fans or people see them. So I'm just curious how all the travel works. That's my number one question. Uh, there uh, now have sprouted up all these conspiracy theories that fold in the presidential election and Joe Biden and even accusations that the games themselves in the NFL are so, somehow rigged. This whole thing is really spiraling out of control. But what are your thoughts as you've looked at this as a reporter about why this generates so much negative publicity in addition to all the adoration that the two are getting? I think anytime you have um, people, celebrities getting as much attention as Taylor and Travis are at the moment, they're sort of naturally going to be backlash um, just because they are everywhere. Like it is really impossible to escape them. Even if you don't watch football or listen to Taylor Swift's music, like chances are you have seen endless news coverage about this. And it's, it's sometimes all people want to talk about. So I think when people kind of are in the spotlight, that much. They're sort of the natural inclination for some people to take a look about, you know, what's really going on here. And they just kind of get sick of it and start making up their own theories, which is definitely what we're starting to see now. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people that watch football pretty religiously and pretty regularly are like, please don't show me Taylor Swift. But I think they did a little research and it's only like 44 seconds out of every game that you see her in the skybox <laughs> with Kelsey's mom. That's not a lot of time when you think about, you know, they're cutting away to coaches. There are all the commercials. There's so many other things besides play on the field 44 seconds is really nothing 
exactly. I think it might seem like we're seeing her more than we really are just because those, right, like four or five clips that they, where they do show her, those all get aggregated and again, like turn into news stories and are all over social media. So I've kind of felt like I felt the same way. Like it sort of feels like they're showing her a lot, but if you actually watch the whole game, yeah, she's barely on the screen at all. <laughs> Emily, I could talk to you on and on, but but the clock has run out except to ask any any thoughts about the whole hype dying down eventually as as fans of uh, celebrities sometimes we see them so much that we get sick of it i do i agree but i do not think this is dying down anytime soon um i mean obviously there's going to be probably the most hype in the lead up to the super bowl but taylor's also going back on tour um soon and around the world for the rest of the year and then she'll come back to the u.s in the fall so no i i think we're going to probably continue seeing this level of interest for a long time okay well we'll keep watching and uh, thank you for your time tonight good to talk to you Great. Thank you so much. You too. Emily Yar, live on WTOP, entertainment reporter for The Washington Post, digging into what do we actually know about Taylor and Travis. Top stories on WTOP. The Washington Commanders turned the page. They picked Dan Quinn as the new head coach. Quinn was most recently the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. The March trial date for former President Trump's election interference case dropped from a D.C. court document and, in fact, the uh, D.C. court schedule. So that's going to happen, but that trial may not happen anytime soon. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin apologizes for a lack of transparency on his recent hospitalization and cancer surgery. More details on the way. Time to check in with Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Inbound on the Shane Bridge. Believe the crash remains in the only inbound lane on 16th Street. That is closed both ways, roughly between Varnum and Webster because of police activity there. In Bethesda, northbound on Wisconsin Avenue past 410. The fire department activity is still there, but you do get by now single file to the right without delay. And southbound, your lanes are open, and there's no delay at all. Northbound Georgia Avenue down to a single lane north of the Beltway and just after Forest Glen Road. And that is for utility work, but now you get by without delay. Uh, 95 Baltimore Washington Parkway, each running well. Uh, things are in pretty good shape, in fact, uh, traveling up and down 270. May have a work zone set up on Southbound BW Parkway after 175. Now it does seem to slow a bit through Jessup on the southbound side. And 50 to the Bay Bridge, that runs well. In Virginia, 395 and 95 are good to go. Pretty much the same story on 66. Prince William Parkway, westbound at Hillendale, still working on a crash in Prince William County. Innovation that defends what matters most. Northrop Grumman is defining possible with a cutting-edge missile defense system for a safer tomorrow. Visit NorthropGrumman.com. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. We're going to Veronica Johnson, 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. And what changes are in store for the last day of the work week, Veronica? Ah, the final day here, we're going to get a little bit of rain, Dimitri. Not very much, about a tenth of an inch of rain. And I like that it's not much because this is our third wettest winter on record in 153 years of record. So, wow, well over 12 inches, don't need much more. And we are going to get into a bit of a dry pattern, too, for the weekend and for much of next week. Now, this evening and overnight, it is going to turn cloudy here and stay cloudy with the next weather maker moving in. A few spotty showers expected. Probably your highest chance will be prior to 7 a.m. After that, just a drop or two, maybe a sprinkle going into the afternoon hours. And temperatures starting out tomorrow, about 36 to 42. So it is going to be cool, but not terribly cold for the afternoon, just under 50 degrees. And there may even be some late-day sunshine, say, after about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, just before the sun uh, gets ready to set. Should say just after 5 o'clock with that early era uh, sunset still coming our way. For the week. 
weekend, mostly sunny skies on Saturday and on Sunday. We've got you in the upper 40s Saturday, lower 50s for Sunday. No issues whatsoever. So if you've been wanting to get out maybe and wash the car and get your money's worth, well, this weekend would be a good time to wash that car and get some of the dirt off from last week. It's a dry stretch going all through next week with no rain chances. 47 degrees in the district right now, 40 degrees in Leonardtown, Maryland, Gainesville, Virginia at 48. We're brought to you by Len, the plumber, heating and air, trusted same-day service, seven days a week. A local hospital laying some people off. The story ahead. It's a blizzard of savings at Marlowe Furniture. This weekend, we're taking prices to all new lows with extra savings off Marlowe's new everyday low prices. Take up to an extra 25% off all dining rooms, up to an extra 20% off all sectionals and living rooms, up to an extra 15% off all bedrooms. Cool deals. Beautiful sofas, $7.97. Stylish dining sets, $8.97. Queen beds, $4.97. Plus 12 months, no interest financing. Friday through Sunday only at Marlowe Furniture with the area's largest showrooms under one roof since 1955. In the Washington region, winter weather is all over the map. Will it be sunny? Or snowmageddon? Leave it to the experts with weather updates from WTOP every 10 minutes on the 8th. We track the storm so you know how to prepare. WTOP News. Facts matter. 923, the nation's crisis and suicide hotlines estimate that they've helped nearly 7 million people since 2022. But those call centers are struggling to hire enough helpers. The agency overseeing the National 988 Crisis Hotline says it's not only getting a record number of suicide calls, but the people taking the calls are getting burned out on the stress. That's making it harder to find, hire, and train crisis call experts. It's been just two years since the Biden administration simplified a much longer suicide hotline number. Experts now asking Congress for more funds to train and keep the counselors answering those calls. And that's Andy Field with ABC News. Layoffs tonight at George Washington University Hospital. About 60 people are expected to lose their current positions, although many will be offered other jobs at the hospital. It's a move the nurses' union was not expecting. NBC4 reports the hospital's parent company, Universal Health Services, is citing healthcare industry challenges as a reason for the layoffs. The restructuring will decrease the hospital's workforce by 3% to help reduce expenses and increase efficiency. The hospital also says most of those laid off are not directly involved in frontline patient care. Sports at 25 and 55. And at 9.25, time for Rob Woodfork. And it's time for Dan Quinn talk, folks. He's reportedly the new commander's head coach, and we're starting to hear about his potential staff. Quinn is reportedly bringing highly regarded assistant Joe Witt Jr. with him from Dallas to be the defensive coordinator here in Washington. He was the top choice for the D.C. gig in Dallas but he's been with Quinn since his last year in Atlanta. Uh, makes sense that he would follow him here. The offensive coordinator is a different story. ESPN reporting UCLA coach Chip Kelly is a potential candidate for the commanders after losing out on the Raiders offensive coordinator job to Cliff Kingsbury. And that would further inflame fans who already don't like the Quinn hire. But voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham, said today on WTOP. I think they got a, a great. A uh, person, uh, a good man, and I think there, there's a reason that uh, sports teams don't usually make decisions by taking fan polls first. Well, that's a good point, and we explain why fans who think Quinn is Ron Rivera 2.0 are off the mark. And I offer a sneaky good choice for the Commanders' offensive coordinator in the DC Sports Huddle on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Ravens replacing departed. Defensive coordinator Mike McDonald in-house. They're promoting inside line.